millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is 7 News with Angela Cox. First to a tragic story just south of the Queensland-New South Wales border. A surfer has been attacked by a shark bleeding to death on the sand after being dragged to shore by his mates. It happened at Casuarina, about 40 minutes south of the Gold Coast. Carly Madsen is live near the scene for us. Carly, a heartbreaking incident. What happened? Yes, and just tragic. The victim and his friend had travelled down from the Gold Coast this morning for a surf off Casuarina. They were just out of Salt Beach around 10 o'clock when the victim was attacked. A large shark latched onto his leg. Now, both his friend and another surfer, unknown to them, swam over to help him. They managed to fight that shark off and drag the victim back into shore. Unfortunately, his injuries were far too severe and he died before before paramedics arrived. Here's what emergency services had to say at the scene. He was talking to the two other gentlemen out in the water and as stated, they fought the shark off, uh, off him and got him into uh, the beach. Amazing. The actions of those people was um, uh, nothing short of heroic today in, uh, in making every attempt to try and save this gentleman, but sadly uh, that couldn't be the case. We'll uh, be making some recommendations at a later stage in regards to um, their actions today. Um, yeah, really um, heroic efforts on their behalf. Just incredible bravery. And Carly, what about the shark? Do we know what will happen to it? Well, Ange, it has been confirmed by the Department of Primary Industries that the shark responsible is a great white. Now, it's estimated that it was around four and a half metres long. Both surf lifesavers and police were tracking it through most of the day. They have lost sight of it in deep water. But I have been told that if they find that shark, they have been given the authority to capture it or kill it. OK, thanks so much for your time. Four teenagers are dead after the stolen car they were riding in slammed into a traffic light in Townsville. The Kia Sorento was being driven at high speed on the wrong side of the road just before the crash. A 14-year-old boy was behind the wheel when he clipped a roundabout. He hit the traffic pole with such force the roof of the vehicle was torn off. His four passengers, two boys and two girls, died. Police believe they were between 14 and 18 years old. The driver walked away with cuts and bruises. 
Three people have been killed in a horrific house fire north of Melbourne, including a six-year-old boy. Ten others were taken to hospital as heroic stories emerge about how neighbours risked their lives to help. Paul Dowsley reports. And it's a long weekend here in Victoria and this is a horrific outcome for a family's getaway out of town. Three dead, ten others in hospital after a house fire at Tyack, which is about an hour north of Melbourne, near Broadford. The blaze started in the single-storey house just before midnight, then pandemonium as its 13 occupants tried to get out. Two tragically died inside, a 33-year-old man and a six-year-old boy. The third victim, a 34-year-old man, died later in hospital. One neighbour described it as like a wall of fire which destroyed the holiday home. Now it's just ash and twisted metal after the roof collapsed. The fire so intense it took firefighters an hour and a half to bring under control. Now police from the arson and explosive squad will determine how the blaze started. Obviously given the, the extremely tragic circumstances um, and the situation that, that we now have, um, those uh, conversations and investigations, I dare say, will be ongoing for some time. Eight victims remain in hospital. Five of them, believed to be preschool age, are here at the Royal Children's and four of those are in a critical condition. Across town at the Alfred, three adults and one of them, Ange, is also critical. Black Lives Matter protests around the country last night were largely peaceful. Up to 30,000 people marched through Brisbane, thousands came together in Adelaide and these were the scenes in Melbourne. A large crowd but no arrests reported in Sydney. A small group of protesters clashed with police inside Central Station. These pictures show the moment officers used pepper spray on demonstrators but overall police were happy with crowd behaviour. Still, debate is raging about whether they should have been allowed to protest at all. The New South Wales government says it will push for legislation to outlaw large demonstrations during the coronavirus pandemic after a last-minute court ruling gave Sydney's march the go-ahead. Chris Maher has more. Well, Ange, there's been an angry response from the state government today to yesterday's Black Lives Matter protest, which gathered here and in other parts of Sydney CBD. Now, the rally, which is estimated to have attracted 20,000 people, despite social distancing rules, has the government now threatening specific measures to prevent a repeat. Organisers say they're standing by the action meant to highlight black deaths in custody, despite the timing during a pandemic. A decision in the courts allowing the protest to proceed is being regarded by the government as a potentially dangerous precedent. But lawyers for the protest organisers say it doesn't have wider ramifications. The best response if you want to stop these rallies is you deliver substantial justice reform. Businesses affected by restrictions on gatherings are questioning the contradiction in the protest occurring at all. Today the state government says it's very concerned after the success so far in stopping the spread of COVID. I think we should look at all, all options for the government to make sure that next week or the week after we don't have these levels of rallies in the street uh, that don't that breach the social distancing rules. Today, health authorities have confirmed no new cases in New South Wales and now 11 days since the last local transmission of COVID, they've continued to urge people to stay 1.5 metres apart, something very hard to achieve yesterday, of course, at the protest. Ange.
The federal government says yesterday's protest could impact the timeline for lifting restrictions with concerns about a fresh wave of infections. Tim Lester has more from Canberra. Tim, it could be weeks before we know the true impact. And the medical specialists who track the virus say we only begin to see the impacts about one to two weeks after the actions that caused them. But it's been one of the government's most senior ministers who has led the attack on this issue today. I think it is incredibly selfish, it's incredibly self-indulgent and yes, I mean, it does uh, impose uh, unnecessary and unacceptable risk on to the community. The government's leader in the Senate sees the protest action weakening the social distancing and standards practised by most. I mean, there is a complete uh, and utter double standard here, in complete breach of the rules that apply to everybody else. Oh, that feels tone-deaf from for me. Labor says the Cormann comments go too far. If you are born Indigenous in this country, your life stands to be materially worse than those of us who are born non-Indigenous. Labor points to the ongoing tragedy of Indigenous deaths in custody. More than 430 have died since the 1991 Royal Commission called to address the problem. The visceral cry of people who are speaking out against inequality and poor treatment. National Cabinet and the team of medical leaders that advises National Cabinet will both meet in the coming week. The government now says the weekend rallies are part of the calculations as to how quickly Australia can open up from virus restrictions. London had its most violent day of protests with 10 police officers injured. A spooked police horse bolted through the crowd after its handler was knocked from her saddle. Our UK Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld filed this report from the demonstration. Well into the evening here in London and police now have the final group of protesters surrounded. That's the Cenotaph just behind me and beyond there is Downing Street, Boris Johnson's official residence that came under attack from flares today as protesters and police officers faced off here in the heart of Westminster. It was about five hours into what was a largely peaceful protest when officers, uh, some of them mounted on horseback, decided to try and push back some of the protesters uh, as tensions became fairly freight. At one point one of those mounted police officers came off her horse uh, and that uh, horse without its rider made its way back uh, to the nearby stables remarkably. A number of people were arrested. It got very heated with a number of projectiles being thrown at officers and uh, some officers facing off with protesters just outside the Foreign Office as well, right in the heart of London. It was though peaceful for much of the day with around 15,000 protesters gathering in Parliament Square uh, before moving off in various directions, some of them to nearby government departments, others to the US Embassy. Of course, we spoke to some of them, including a man who had brought an Aboriginal flag to the protest. Do you know how many people stop and ask where this flag come from? They have no idea. A story of the Aboriginal people hasn't been told in this part of the world. Hopefully, as far as Boris is concerned, he can do something to help us for once instead of just sitting on his back. It's the fourth day this week that protesters here in London have uh, taken to the streets in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement, but people also hear protesting racial inequalities in Britain as well. Right now, police trying to take the heat out of what has become a, a fairly frayed situation throughout the day. What started, though, is a very peaceful protest. Hundreds of thousands of people have rallied outside the White House in the biggest George Floyd protest so far. 
This time there was no tear gas, no rubber bullets, no riot police and no curfew. US correspondent Amelia Brace was there. Well, this is the 12th night of protests over the police killing of George Floyd. But here in the nation's capital, it's by far the biggest event that we've seen yet. On a whole, it's been a peaceful event today with almost a party-like atmosphere as hundreds of thousands of people took to the streets. I want my voice to be heard about what's going on. And like, I don't think it should, it's right to, for all this to happen. I want them to know that we are all the same and we don't have to come and protest just because our skin color is different. It made me feel mad because white people are always, since, since a long time ago, white people were always messing with black people. And I guess all you want is to, is to grow up in a world where that's not happening anymore. Yeah, I want us to live in peace. We've also seen a significantly smaller police presence today without those lines of riot police moving into the area that caused so much controversy earlier in the week. We are seeing a, a heavy military presence with uh, military vehicles and soldiers on many of the corners outside the White House. Here in Washington, D.C., there is no curfew tonight after no arrests for the past three nights. Now, the president is watching all of this play out in his front yard from the White House. We have not heard from him directly today, though hours ago he simply tweeted the words law and order. And protesters say they'll continue this action until they have acknowledgement from the president and meaningful change. A five-year-old boy and 28-year-old man have died in a tragic boating accident south of Sydney. A search for the pair was suspended overnight because of dangerous weather conditions. Their bodies were discovered today. Laura Banks has the details. Good afternoon. Well, it was from here at Balumbi Boat Ramp that Mr. Sardala El Karuchi and two of his mates and one of their young sons set off fishing yesterday afternoon. But Mr. El Karuchi and the five-year-old boy wouldn't return alive. Emergency services were called to Bulai Point around 6.30 last night after locals heard screams coming from the water. I also heard a pretty well blood-curdling uh, scream for help. A full-scale rescue operation was launched. Two of the men, a 23-year-old and a 31-year-old, were pulled from the water, suffering hypothermia. But by midnight, when the search was suspended, Mr Al Karuchi and the child hadn't been found. Be aware of the surf conditions, be familiar with the surroundings and have a good plan and contacts available. By sunup, the capsized boat had been towed to Port Kembla Marina by water police. Police divers making the heartbreaking discovery the body of the five-year-old boy was inside the boat's cabin. Mr Al Karuchi's body was found just after one. His devastated family and friends had hoped for a miracle. Mr Al Karuchi and the others on the boat were from Western Sydney. It's thought that the fishing boat may have struck a reef off Bulai Point, causing it to capsize, but police will prepare a report for the coroner. We have fresh developments this evening in the Madeleine McCann investigation. The new prime suspect in the case has now been linked to a fourth child kidnapping. German pedophile Christian Bruckner is already in prison for unrelated offences. He's now a suspect in several cases similar to Manny McCann. The newest, the kidnapping and murder of a 16-year-old girl in Belgium in 1996. 
to incredible pictures out of Paris now. A fire has broken out at a textile factory spewing smoke over the city's skyline. Firefighters work quickly to prevent the blaze from spreading, with residents in nearby homes evacuated. Prince William has revealed he's been secretly working as a crisis helpline operator during the pandemic. I'm going to share a little secret with you guys, but I'm actually on the platform volunteering. Oh, are you? Yes, I am. Should you be taking six or seven at a time in no time? No, no, no. I'm leaving that to Michelle, <laughs> Keel and you guys. That sounds like your bag. Welcome to the team. The Prince has been texting people messages of support, but not revealing his identity. Now to a heartwarming story out of the US and some extraordinary pictures of a father and son reviving a baby deer. They were on a fishing trip when they found the fawn floating in a lake. So they hauled it onto dry land and started CPR. After a few breaths, the tiny animal springs back to life, rolling around on a towel and coughing up water. The family took the fawn to a nearby vet who nursed it back to health. Good on them. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.